0: This is the best of two pros and a couple of Joe with Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Make money, money, make money, money. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a good Southside. Uh, uh, and not uh, always. You know, okay. Wherever.
1: Yeah. You... <laughs> well, you better make a whole lot of it with these god darn uh, gas prices. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's uh, well, you know, there's uh, there's one way to do it. You could bet on games. Oh, yeah. So just saying
1: just like, jump right on in
2: there
1: huh uh, nose the, no die what? cannonball I, just yeah, just right go, if you wanted it's to. not
3: like you're not warned not to from the st- the time you step on a college campus let alone an nfl organization to get drafted
2: yeah I mean, it's um that uh so that
1: story I mean, came where, does out that, yesterday? where does that rank on the list of dumbest things to do i, I mean honestly where, where, where does that rank? Betting on games? Um, I mean, they, they, what they're reporting that he bet $1,500 on a game or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so the wow. details are um, – so Calvin Ridley, uh, the Falcons wide receiver. I blame
1: Jonas. Uh, yeah. well, I blame well. him too. Um, corrupting and, and by the way, young
2: Calvin Ridley's a good player. I mean, it's he a was second-team All-Pro. Uh, yeah. I think probably part of the reason why they were okay parting with uh, Julio Jones because he was – you know, his Julio's final year in Atlanta, uh, Calvin Ridley was the best receiver. Receiver on the team, and um, you know he got suspended yesterday for at least the upcoming season because uh, during a five-day stretch uh, when he was home this past November, because he took a leave of absence uh, from the team, I think citing mental health uh, issues. Um, you know he decided to make uh, some parlay bets—three, uh, five, and eight-game uh, parlays—which is you need three things, or five things, or eight things all to hit. They're basically impossible um, in order to get paid, and he was betting on on nfl games and that's a no-no when you're an nfl player and uh, he even bet on the atlanta falcons but don't worry he bet on them to win so uh so according to some it's people yeah according yeah. to some people we are uh yeah. i mean what the f man? <laughs> like, what, what are you doing I mean, it's dude a, it's on the
1: dumb list <laughs> it, it is on the dumb <laughs> list but but I, I gotta ask this 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 is the first thing I thought was, you're on the dumb list. All right, that's the first thing I thought. But then once I got through it and I, I kind of was trying to sift through the, the details of it, you're, you were betting on winning and losing. Like, I, I, is it a year? Should it be a year suspension? Yes.
3: Yeah. Am I, I mean, let's look at it this way. The last player who got caught for this was a DB named Josh Shaw. Back in 2019, now he was on IR, I believe, yeah. when he got popped for this, but he was suspended for the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Here's why they have to take such a harsh stance, because it's not about the amount of money. It's not about it being only 1500 bucks, which is what Calvin Ridley admitted to uh, via Twitter. So I would imagine he's not going to appeal if you actually admit to being guilty to something. And it didn't show to everyone how much you actually placed as far as in wagers. I think it was 1500 in total, he said. Yeah. It's not the amount of money. It's the fact that he did it. Truth. It's the fact that you're warned all the time not to do it. Truth. And even if he wasn't a part of the team at that moment out there playing, to sit there and say he doesn't have inside info, which is what the NFL has tried to cover up right now and say, is the stupidest thing I've heard them do in the past week, right? There's always one dumb thing they do in the offseason a week. This is the next dumb thing. There's no way Calvin Ridley didn't have a conversation on a phone call or what have you with anyone who's on that team or another team that didn't give him some sort of expertise as to what to bet, how to bet. Now, the, the sad thing is one of the, the wagers he placed when he, you know, bet on the Falcons to win, they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I just – I feel like personally is a little bit unfair because, yeah. I mean, it might have been too enticing for him at that moment. You know, if they were going to beat anyone last year, it, it was going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. Yeah. But, again, th- as they move closer towards partnering with various casinos, books, we've got a team now in Las Vegas – if you're the NFL, you, you have happen. to create yeah. such a strong deterrent that no player wants to even think about doing it. I mean, yeah. I'll put it this way. I, I, I mean, I'm i a broadcaster. You know, LaVar, you've called an NFL game. Yep. And whether I call a college or NFL game, I do not bet. I do not gamble. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. Because I'm so scared of this ever happening, even in the broadcasting world, let alone when I was playing back during that time. So... It's not worth it. It's the dumbest thing in the world to try to do if you're a player, but it's even dumber for the NFL to come out and say, oh, but from our investigation, uh, he didn't have any inside information. Like, Dude, come on. I know he wasn't with the team it only takes one or two phone calls where someone says something. And so I'm sure everyone's like, "Yo, oh, yeah, I, I didn't tell them anything. I didn't, I didn't say anything about our game plan or who was healthy, who was injured, what have you. I mean, you could take that a long way as to what you consider to be inside information right now. But the NFL just doesn't want a bigger problem on their hands outside of everything else that's going on.
1: I, I felt as though that was the reasoning, that you had to do it with an iron fist. Have to. You have Because if, if you don't, then there's going to be a couple of people that are like, oh, two games? Like, man, you know. And then maybe, I don't I don't know if, again, he says that was what he bet. I don't know if that's how much he bet. You know, I, I don't know if the severity of it, like you said, Brady, like the money of it, what it's based off of, I don't know. But I, I just looked at it like, all right, even if he did get inside information, okay, this guy is playing, this guy isn't playing, if he just bet, that it was a win loss in my mind. It was it was it was a simple dumb action. Like ah, you you made a simple bet. The fact that you bet is wrong. So I'm not trying to justify that in any any way, shape, or form. But I would say my my first thought was it, they have to be doing this the way that they're doing it because you can't allow for anyone in the league to think that it's okay to do it. And, it, and that's that that was my conclusion because I, I didn't know I, I don't know how egregious is it is to bet on a win and loss you're wrong and you should be punished for it but is is betting on a win loss
2: worth an entire season loss here's here well he's like he's not banned for life and I, I'm serious about that because it's not the fifteen hundred dollars everyone goes well all was was fifteen hundred dollars. It's not about his $1,500. It's about conversations he has elsewhere, and now all of a sudden those people are like, wait a second, so I got an NFL player who feels this strongly about a game? Maybe I'll bet something on it. And then there's money on top of that and money on top of that. It doesn't just end with his $1,500 bet. And so the idea, and I saw people out there trying to do comps, uh, comparing past punishment. So so-and-so got suspended for this game, but Calvin Ridley bets $1,500. He gets suspended for the entire year yeah, when you partner with gambling companies and you do this you're doing it with the understanding I can trust my employees when you get a liquor license at a restaurant you do it with the understanding that just because the patrons are having a beer doesn't mean my busboy is going to be shotgunning Bud Lights in the walk-in freezer during his break Like you have an understanding with your employees he's an employee of the team the idea that they shouldn't suspend him for a year and he should have only gotten a couple of games for betting on Game. First of all, he's doing three, five, and eight game parlays. Like it's what not was that? explain that. Okay, you need th- he's betting on three different games, Three separate games, and you need, you need you need all three of them to hit in order for for it to go but through. But what was the bet? Do we know
3: <laughs> I mean, the bet? The, the, it, well, one of, uh, I guess in all three, or maybe at least in one of them, was the Falcons to win. We know that. Yes, we know that. So that was one of the bets. We, we don't know the rest of the bets, but it could have been anything from you know a halftime over-under in the next game. It could have been a spread on the following game. Hmm. We don't know the exact bets. We just know that he did place them.
2: It's like the idea, and the other thing that was thrown out was like, well, you know, it's not like he was playing in those games. That's not the point. Okay, you guys knew when a teammate was going to play – I'm assuming before the media did during the week, right? Correct. You saw him at press. So, so so to Brady's point, you mean Calvin Ridley wasn't having a conversation with one of his teammates saying, how so-and-so look, so look? It's why they release injury reports. It's why the Dolphins a few years back got a bunch of heat and the NFL investigated them because Ryan Tannehill in the middle of the week went from full participant to out on game day, and there was no update on his injury status, and all of a sudden it turned out, Oh, uh, yeah, we needed to make sure that we were giving the proper information out because they were impacting the the gambling people, the people that were betting on these games, and were putting the lines together. Like You can't mess around with this stuff, and people want to dismiss it like, oh, it's not the biggest deal in the world. All right, so let him do an eight-game parlay and guess what happens? He's going to start chasing his bets, and when you get desperate and you want to start chasing your bets, you're going to start making more phone calls, and more and more people are going to be implemented. They had no choice but to throw the book at him. I don't feel bad. But
1: if He wanted to bet. He didn't have to bet on. Like he could bet. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't doesn't have to bet on the NFL. uh,
3: Well, yeah, it's true. But but this is the reality of it. I mean, he wanted to bet in the NFL because he thought he had a little bit of an advantage. I mean, that's what I think is
1: damning, honestly. Right. Yeah. And
3: and and here's the other portion to what I kind of said earlier and what Jonas is touching on is it's not even about that week for that particular game. He gets more data and information on these teams as a player in, pre- like, let's say, a previous matchup where maybe he played in that game. So it was like a trading. Yes. E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. he's got everything that he saw before with that team, more so than what the public has, right? I mean, the Atlanta Falcons, when they create a scouting report for their upcoming opponent, I mean, let's just say it's a divisional opponent. You saw him early in the season. And now you're seeing him again. Now, even though he's not there and he might not get that, He's got all that detailed information as to the personnel on the team, their scheme, how his team matches up, or how a team matches up versus another team. There's all those issues that play into it. And, and so it's not about the dollar amount. It's about the slippery slope that comes along with this if you allow it. And, and I'm not naive enough to say that maybe there's other players that uh, are betting out there with their bookies. And it's not public. I, I believe this all came from, was it the several Hard Rock that ended up turning him in?
2: Yeah. It, well, it was the, um, the league has, I don't, wanna, I don't know if you want to call it a private investigator, but somebody uh, who is in charge of integrity when it comes Correct. to gambling. And, and so they tipped off the league that this happened.
3: Uh, well, well, the Hard Rock did first. They turned it into that, that special investigator. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and so th- that's, the, that's the good part about all of this is you had a book that was like, no, 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 we know this is wrong. We're not going to accept this. And we're going to reach out to the proper authorities because we feel like we're moving in the right direction with all this. Like, that's the good thing that came about this is the process in which the player got caught. And the suspension, hopefully, is punitive enough where it it won't challenge anyone else to do it again. Going back to Josh Shaw, he was on IR in 2019. He gets suspended for 2020. You know where he was last year? Nowhere. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that teams necessarily held it against them, but the he reality is he, he missed time in 2019 doing an injury. He missed an entire year, and teams thought, well, at this point, I believe he got into the NFL in 2015, 16, something like that. He's done. He's not going to get another shot. And, and, and that's, the, that, that's the really the scary thing, I think, for Calvin Ridley is he's a, he was a great player. He was a great player. I don't know what between the off-the-field personal issues he's dealing with – and why he left this past season, and then what he'll look like come 2023. You've got an entire class of deep, fast, talented wide receivers who are coming to replace you every year. This year is an example of that in this draft class. I don't know what people are going to be saying or how he'll look when he comes back because his contract tolls, meaning it gets pushed to 2023 – his salary cap hit doesn't even hit anymore. It's just like he goes away. He, it's like he's powder. He just vanishes, disappears yeah. till twenty twenty three, and so they've what got that cap powder. space back to essentially replace him if they want.
1: It's just <laughs> I, I, look real quick. It's not you said how many people are betting off of his knowledge. I think what Roger Goodell said it, it challenges and and puts in the question the integrity of the sport in the game. So it's not about who would bet off of knowing what Calvin Ridley was betting with the information he has. It's about if you compromise the integrity of the game, people may not trust betting on the game. It's like if these games are rigged and these games are fixed. It becomes pro wrestling. And then now that Fs everything up. That's to me the the bigger problem here. But secondly, here's why it's so dumb to me. This is why it's so dumb to me. You, you minimized it. as oh, it's a $1,500 bet. It's a $1,500. 1st of all, we don't know how many times you've bet. That's first things first. That's the only time you got caught. So we don't know how many times you were betting. That's for one. But for two, it's like rule of thumb growing up. Anything that you do, if you're going to do something that you know you're not supposed to do, you try to make sure that it doesn't get traced back to you. If you wanted to bet, that bet. Give fifteen hundred dollars to your your sister, to to your brother, to your cousin, <laughs> yes. to your best friend, a to runner. They your call girlfriend. It a, they to, call it a runner. To your to your paid best your <laughs> paid friend. I, I don't give I don't give a damn who you give it to. What are you? See, this makes me feel like there's there's two ways you could look at it. Either he was getting away with this and was just doing it all along. Or he was having a, a a real moment. Whether he was smoked out, whether he was under the influence of drinking, whatever it may have been. Oh, I'm betting on this. Da da da. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling spontaneous. Like put it all on red. You know, some it it either had to be irrational, or he had just gotten so comfortable with just pa- placing. Oh, it's justified to do it because oh, it's just a small bet. Either way you see it. The dumbest part of this, the d- yes, dumb. The dumbest, the most asinine part of this whole entire deal is why would you place the bet if you wanted to bet? So you're telling me you can't get the rush or the high of making the bet if it's somebody else that's placing the bet? That's the dumbest part of it all. I mean, if you if you're asking me, yeah. I got a whole, I got two brothers. Hey a, a poo take this e take this hey you put five thousand on this you put ten thousand on this and and give me my money when 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 we win if that's what your if that's what your your poison is that's what confuses me why are you placing bets that that just doesn't seem like there's any sense or logic connected to that
2: well you know he's a hard worker he doesn't want to leave uh, his uh, dirty work up to somebody else you know give him credit for that Ah, dirty work
0: own it own Uh, that year long On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. How
2: about the uh, salary cap going up over $25 million from uh, last year to this year uh, in the NFL? Uh, so uh, even uh, previously, uh, the uh, where they were at the year before, uh, it has gone up. So for all the people that were wondering, God, you know, is the NFL going to be able to dig itself out of this uh, this COVID, this pandemic, and all that stuff? Uh, we're all good here. The salary cap is now going up over $208 million uh, for each team. Uh, so it'll uh, mean uh, some players are probably going to get paid a little bit more so than they were last year. So yeah, it'll
3: go up to that number, uh, yeah. up to that number, not, not up an additional two hundred eighty. No, No, no,
2: no, yeah, um, up to that number, yeah. yes.
3: And, you know, Ten years from now, it's yeah. probably going to be that. But, mm. um, th- this was expected, remember, because last year was that pullback uh, because of COVID, because of the, the revenues, quote-unquote, lost uh, due to the COVID year in 2020. So we knew 2021 would be a little tighter. It's one of the reasons why, again, you saw the Patriots able to rebound in 2021 because they spent an ungodly amount of money in free agency uh, and went on a spending spree because they knew it was coming. They saved up a bunch of cap space once Brady moved on um, with his cap structure and all that. They had some additional funds. They spent it. They made themselves a more competitive team. But um, now this is where the, the playing field levels again. You know, everyone's going to have some cap space for the most part, unless you're the Saints and the Green Bay Packers. But uh, this was expected. And I think the the biggest thing to take away from this is – The league is healthy. It's as healthy as it's ever been. It's under a long-term TV contract. They're getting to the point, too, where they're they're going to be able to raise revenue uh, because of the gambling interests that are coming along as well. Um, And so this isn't stopping anytime soon. It'll keep going up and up and up. And what people on the outside have to become comfortable with is seeing how much these players are going to make for their average annual salary. You're going to see quarterbacks making $50 million a year. Yeah it it's not it's not a bubble it's not going to pop it's just it's what it is you're going to see quarterbacks making 50 million dollars per year you're going to see defensive players especially a guy like Aaron Donald in my opinion making 25 to 30 million a year mm. and and God all these numbers bless. are going to keep going up keep going up and because remember it's not so much about the number of what that salary cap is it's the percentage of the cap that that player is taking up because over the, you know, the, the history of the NFL and, and the salary cap, you know, the quarterback has roughly accounted for anywhere between 12 to 20%, depending on what type of quarterback you've got there you know, and, and how much he's going to require based on his services. So it may sound like some big numbers to you. That's just a sign of how healthy the league is. But these players, as, as long as they keep seeing it go up,
2: they're going to be getting paid by these teams. If it's not Rodgers, who do you think the first quarterback is that gets that $50 million? Herbert, well, and Mahomes. Well, he's yeah, already I mean, locked
3: up. So, what? yeah, but 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 the difference is, is he's locked up for a long period of time. But what they'll do is they'll keep redoing his deal,
1: yeah, so that they don't ever have to worry about there being any trades or any well, type they of have to worry about him getting discord, the free agency. Free agency yeah. Right? I mean, it's going to be Mahomes. Okay,
2: but new contract, like next quarterback that signs the uh, not Aaron Rodgers, like one of these guys that's going to sign the fifty million dollars. Is it Herbert? Is the next the big
1: contract is it Joe Burrow? Herbert. Herbert Herber
3: and yeah. Burrow. Her- Herbert and Burrow will sign a 45 million to maybe Jesus, more Jesus man. A year.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I mean,
3: think about it. It's possible
1: Lamar could be in that, that conversation as well. It just depends on what he does next year, possibly.
2: Well, if he can, if he can negotiate a $50 million contract for himself, he's going to have a lot of clients afterwards. He's going to he have, a, a, he's gonna have a lot
1: of uh, little overhead <laughs> connected to that. Retire after that contract and just become an agent. I just imagine, yeah. you know. You don't have to take add that percentage to your taxes to get to your to your agent. You know,
2: I mean, forty five, fifty million dollars. Good year. for them, man. That's
1: not about the you, money for you. Don't 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 say it that way.
3: You, you know, know who's in take,
1: trouble though in because try. of this, and this is the funny
3: part to me. Um, who's in trouble with all of this is the TV and broadcast networks, because here's the problem, and and this has become a more growing problem for guys who are retiring. Guys are able to make so much now, and they're not even playing necessarily that long. They're able to make so much that they're not enticed to have to, have to continue to work. Mm. They're not enticed to like, oh, okay, um, you know, come be a part of this broadcast. Come do this broadcast. Think about how much money Peyton Manning made. Has he, has he wanted to join a network? No. No. And you guys out there listening might go, what do you mean? He works for ESPN, man. No, no dude.
1: His production no, no. company.
3: It's the Omaha Productions. That's they his pay company. his production company. Right. He puts on the show. That's, he controls it. That's right. And that's what's happening now in this space is networks are in trouble. Players are realizing the platform that they have, the fact that they can create their own production company. Yes, you can. They can put this all together, and they can make even more money off it if they so choose to do it that way. Hey, clip this and
1: send this to me, Lee. (laughs) Clip what Brady just said and send that to me, please. That's very serious.
3: like, Like what you're seeing from Tony Romo and Troy Aikman, those are old heads, you know? they're old heads it's not going to be this new wave of guys as we get into the future and we see guys cycling out of the NFL and then going to be in a broadcast booth or being on a panel those guys are like no nah, i'm good I-, I made enough money
1: you just said a uh, whole lot
0: i'm
3: just i'm just i'm, just, I'm calling i'm calling it how it is and yes, so because because we're seeing Kirk Herbstreit who mind you you know, the, new, the news is he's doing Thursday Night Football. Yeah. He'll be, still be doing ESPN's college game day and then calling a game Saturday night. Like, that is as crazy of a schedule as we've ever seen. But you know why he has to do all of that? Because people on the outside haven't bought into the fact that he's just one of the best broadcasters. Mm. Like, that's not enough because he didn't have the credibility of an NFL career. You know, he, you know his, his college career was, was fine. I mean, he really didn't even have much there. But, you know, he's got to work that hard just to make that amount of money that equates to a Romo or Aikman because of lack of what he did on the field. Like, they're making him, like, work like that. And, and it really shouldn't be that way. But, unfortunately, that's the reality we're in. But you're talking about old heads. These new guys, they'll make so much money. They're not going to want to transition back into this. And these these TV networks may be in a pickle.
1: They may not have to transition into anything making that type of money. They do whatever the hell they want. I mean, where where is the minimum wage going to go? Where is that going to be at? At least a million at that point? Is it going to be close? Oh, the minimum Pro- salary? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Think I mean, about it's, that.
3: It's it's about half. Well, the problem is it's a minimum per year, right? So right. you're you're that's where it gets a little but more complicated. But if
1: you are responsible with your chips and dip, if you are a minimum wager making over a million dollars, that's, I mean, you long, have, long snapper, making a million a year. Out of college? It's awesome. I mean, I'm a... I'm a I say Midwestern. I'm a Pittsburgh dude, man. Let me tell you something. I understand the value of a dollar. Like, to be able to make $60,000, $70,000 a year is an accomplishment. Eighty thousand dollars, you're doing well. You make it to six figures, you are a beast baller. You're a beast baller if you make it to that. So if I'm making a million dollars a year, like as a minimum wager, I'm telling you, man, that's that's you're changing the economics. Like you're talking about, that's what dudes like me and Joe Green, the main dudes for teams. Yeah, that's what they were making, and they were the highest paid guys. Think about how far the game has come, man. And $50 million
2: a year. And you know what that means? Damn. 16 ounce Bud Light, $45. It's great. Well, I, I mean, can Inflation, wait. bro. It's great. You're paying
1: $10 for, for gas these days, a gallon. Four grand for a hot dog.
2: It's going to be awesome. Hey, bro. $20 uh, for a, a damn gallon good of hot dog. Uh, gas. <laughs> it is. Better than the hot dog Lee got from uh, SoFi. Yeah. ET's finger in a bun.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check.
1: Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real...
2: so, listen, I, I look, I didn't want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but apparently you guys did. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I guess today's the day. Today's the the, the big day, right? This, uh, is gonna, the, this is it? This is it. On the Pat McAfee yeah, show? Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, and I don't even know if he's uh, officially a guest on the Pat McAfee show, but I'm Are still going to sure call my that? shot and say uh, today's the day that he's going to make right. his decision. All right, that yep. sounds
1: good for the segment. Yeah. Uh, what, what makes you feel today's the day? Again? Uh, I, it's because because it's, he's going to keep saying today's the day yeah, until today uh, is every, the day. Every
2: Tuesday until actually happens. Yeah. Every Tuesday.
3: Is this maybe just uh, the reality of someone took a uh, text message too serious and then it's it led into this segment? Is that how this happened? Uh
2: yeah. Didn't have much time to come up with a plan B. To be honest. So uh, there, there was, uh, there was that. Uh, you know, there was just no to 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 hope this we This, will work. We all make mistakes. It's yeah, just uh, yeah, look, yeah. I just, uh, you know, wanted well, to uh, make sure that uh, you know we paid off the teas. Yes, yeah, since we just came
3: off of a betting segment, the betting favorite is the Packers now, right? Yes. I, I
1: mean, I've always. Sit the Packers, by the way. Yeah. Just, just thought i put yeah. that out there. Yeah.
2: I'd buy that for you. Yeah, yeah, but you, you didn't bet on it. You sent somebody to go well, bet I'm for like, you. I'm like
1: Brady. Right. I don't bet on things that I know because then it may come across as like, I'm, you know, I'm cheating. Hmm. I want to keep maintain the integrity of everything. Yeah, that's going I will on. put
3: it this way. I don't think LeVar had any close to as much knowledge as I had on this subject, but no, no way. he has been steadfast on it the entire time. Where the reality is, it's really ebbed and flowed. It really and is. it's gotten to a point now where Green Bay has tried to position themselves as best they can to be able to get Aaron Rodgers. And they're probably best suited to allow him to make a run to go win a Super Bowl if indeed that's why he's coming back to keep playing. Uh, Now, they're not positioned to offer him the most, even though, look, if they want him, they'll figure out a way. Like, there's no doubt they'll make the cuts they have to. They'll restructure contracts or keep restructuring like they have with Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones. Um, There was one other two in there that's that's slipping my mind. But the, the truth of the matter is they'll figure out a way of making it work to make sure they can provide a path for him. The hard part is is it's not really up to them. It's up to him, and really what he sees working. and he is the domino that starts off everything this offseason. Like I don't care if, like, for example, I was working on a separate network talking about a mock draft. when you look at a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, when you look at a team like the Tennessee Titans, in the draft, Denver Broncos they're not even to the point where they know what they're doing in the draft because they still think they got a shot at Rodgers based on the package they've put together. So they can't make a decision yet until then. And here's the thing about those three teams. If they're in the, in the works for Aaron Rodgers, if Rodgers decides to stay in Green Bay, that then only puts all the weight and emphasis on another two guys, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Can we convince those guys? Can we convince those teams to trade them away? And then do they have to look into the draft? Do they have to look into what other options are out there? So the, the, this entire offseason kicks off, whether it's today as Jonas is predicting, that Rodgers will make his announcement, or at some other point in time uh, during this, the next week or so, He holds all the cards. He's the guy that kicks off this offseason in the NFL based on his one decision because it'll set up that domino effect for the start of the new league year, free agency, any other trades, and then eventually the draft and how these teams view quarterbacks in the draft.
2: Okay. Do you guys think that any of his teammates know Or are they all in the dark? Yeah, like uh, he he was officiating uh, Bakhtiari's wedding this weekend. You mean after a couple of glasses of scotch, nobody had a conversation and just said, "Hey, man, what's the plan? Like, what are we doing uh, here?" I
1: think he does have. Again, I've said, I made it a point to say, Aaron Rodgers does what I said Kyler Murray needs to be doing. Have conversations with the people who matter the most to you.
3: Well, I'll tell you this much: I know one person who really matters that has no clue, and oh. I can definitively tell you
1: that AJ oh.
3: from this weekend. Yeah. No,
2: oh, okay. <laughs> oh, maybe well.
3: somebody calls plays. I don't know. I'll just uh, say, oh, well.
1: <laughs> I, I, listen, <laughs> that's what I would assume. I, I, now, again, I, I'm I'm with Brady. I, I have actually I'm strapped with no information from behind the scenes on this other than just the logic of if he were to have the type of season that he had uh, it, it just there's no way that you can justify getting rid of that player I don't care what his name is that's the only knowledge I'm strapped with is if you have a player that's playing at that high of a level and you trade him away that's not there is no logic connected to that outside of something as unprecedented as him being a back-to-back mvp of the league that's all i'm strapped with just so everybody knows how, how many picks would it take though in your mind because everyone back, says that for a back-to-back mvp it's got to be at four least first round it's got to be at the least i can live with i can l- walk away and live with at least three but if i'm being honest I mean, how many times are you going to have a back-to-back MVP to leverage for a trade? No, you're, you're almost never. But I think the other thing that
3: I'm questioning in my head, if, let's just say hypothetically, if you were going to create a trade compensation or package, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I need to have a first-round pick or maybe two that extends a year or two past him even playing. 100%. Like, like if I feel like Aaron Rodgers has two more years left, I might feel like I need there to be some picks where like, he's gone, he's retired, he's out of the league, and I'm still drafting guys from that.
1: Hey, l- l- i put
3: because it to you like it's this. it's going
2: to be in the high 20s, it, if, put, wherever he goes. Think about it
1: this way. I w- if I have Aaron Donald on my team, and you want to trade for Aaron Donald, I want your entire draft. I want your entire draft. <sighs> if, I'm, if, if, if it's Aaron Rodgers, I want two of your entire drafts. So give me this year's draft. And give me next year's draft, and we can call it a deal. I mean, when I say give me your draft, I mean literally you give me your draft. You let I, me have all your draft picks for this yeah, year that, and next year if you want
2: Aaron Rodgers. I mean come on that's I mean the last okay. time Ricky Williams and there's a reason why it hasn't made sense. Okay. Since. But now well, think
1: about now think about this. Back. First of all, Ricky Williams didn't even well I'm sorry. That, uh, uh, our hey, you right. know I mean uh, maybe you know no, no, just, maybe you need a better person to reach out to him yeah. to get that call back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Ricky Williams was not proven the point of what Aaron Rodgers is proven right now. In fact name me a a player that is as proven and what it is that they can get done outside of Aaron Rodgers right now that would hold the value that Aaron Rodgers holds and and put it this way in the history of the game. No. No, I'm saying no. you're saying right now. Yeah,
3: no, right, no. right now, Mahomes.
1: Mahomes yeah, would, would get more than Aaron Rodgers. He would get more than
3: Rodgers because he's got. Aaron more a,
1: Rodgers has has proven more. What I'm saying, I'm not saying who's he's better. Proved, okay, he's I'm not saying who's more, better. He's,
3: okay, he's proven more, but he's played longer. He has a shorter career left. Mahomes would warrant more. I, I think Josh I, Allen might warrant more, but and he hasn't improved as much. But
1: based off of accomplishment. Yeah, there's but you're, not, that's, there's that's not anyone that you can you there's, there's not anyone sure, you can compare but that's to that. Not how you're basing trade compensation. Why not?
3: Because you have to look at longevity too. You have to look at how many more years are these guys going to be able to play? The for Rams me. aren't. Mahomes. Uh, somebody okay. might want to win right now. Think sure, about it. But somebody Staff- might want to win still right now. Be there for a few more years. It's not like he's done. He's not play
1: one more year. But they entire, They've done that with the entire team. They're mortgaging their future for for right now. Right yeah, now, and that's, their, th- you and might, that's their strategy. That Aaron Rodgers might play longer than Matthew Stafford. We don't know. We don't know how much how much Aaron Rodgers is going to play. That to me, I'm looking at it from from one thing and one thing only. If I'm looking at this, is proven. This is a guy that can get it done. I'm looking at a guy that has proven he can become an MVP two years back to back. We understand that. The, the
3: reality is, though, when you talk trade compensation, you have to take into account how much longer they are going to play. And so if he, for example, has a couple years left or only wants to play a couple more years, that's going to play a factor in all this. It's not like, for example, you trade for Patrick Mahomes. If you said he's going to play 10
1: more years, 15 more years – that's a possibility. That's logical, and I, I, I understand that. I yeah, understand that, where that's, you're coming that, from. That,
3: that, that's what I'm saying is they, they would require more compensation because they'll be able to play at For that longer. franchise. Yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah. I get that. But, again, if, if you're telling me I got a closer over here that has a 100% closing rate versus this guy over here who doesn't have it's, – it's high, but it's not as qu- quite as high – and you might get get longer with this guy over here. I'm taking the guy that I get 100% closing with. Because I might hit it big in that one year. I might hit it big. Like, I could make my career off of getting that
2: one Super Bowl. So you, you would trade more for Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes? 100%. Because I know what I'm getting. But Patrick Mahomes has been to the AFC title game he's every single year. I, I get it.
1: I get it. it every MVP. single year. But he's only got one Super Bowl. So does Rodgers. So does Rodgers. Yeah, but he's got more MVPs. So if I'm if I'm if i measuring well that's true. I mean that's true. <laughs> I can only go off of what my eyes tell me why and what I see. To,
2: why do you have to age shame Patrick Mahomes like that? Just I'm not he age shaming longer? him. I'm
1: not age shaming him. And in fact,
2: Is it because I'm, of his brother Jackson? Yeah. It, yeah. Might be, oh, it might be. Yeah. It's just because That's of Jackson. It is. It's possible.
1: Yeah. They, I, I this is have, because I'm, of Jackson I've been having beef media. with people that have brothers and they beef with, with stuff in in, in, the, in the social media. Round. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes is holding him back it's from his po- opinion right now. And you know what? I didn't appreciate Gosh. him coming out saying that media ruined his life. Yeah, come on. So there could be an axe to grind with him, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's playing a part in this.
2: unbelievable. You
1: Jackson <laughs> Mahomes strikes again. I'm sorry.
2: You, you bet. Hey, can we make that viral from Fox Sports Radio? Levar would trade more for Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes because of Patrick <laughs> Mahomes' brother. Can I just say this? I just hope that
1: I hope that Doug, if you listen to this segment, Godly, please, please don't go on your show and say that my take was trash. Please, that's that's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna say because I don't want to get caught into my brother jumping on Twitter and telling me well, I don't care! I don't want yeah. my older brother jumping uh, on, on social media and saying, hey, <laughs> he'll beat your ass. It's not a good look for me. It's not a good look <laughs> for the air. You your airing. mind, man. It, will your brother say that? That I mean, might, it, might it, be, Will that Jackson be, Holmes come that to your defense? I mean, the, how's this happening? That might be the funniest uh, Lamar, ass that Jonas has said ever in the Lamar, history of this. Lamar, you out a, your mind, man. I'm out your mind. Hey, look here. No, my brother would not. That is that a catchphrase? That is a funny ass. Catch for Hey, let me tell you something, oh, Brady. Man. No, my my older brother would not come to <laughs> social media and and defend me in a situation like that, and neither with my younger brother, uh. and neither with my father. You know why? <laughs> because we're men. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. um, <laughs> just, just being honest. By, by
1: the
3: way, by the way, um, not that we're gonna talk about it right now, but but I will explain to you a scenario where one team's gonna have to ante up. Like because of this whole Aaron Rodgers scenario and whatever happens with him. One team's going to have to ante up at some point in the future.
2: How about that? I'm saying.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.